Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today I'm going to talk about when to know when your health has gone too far. I just want to give you a little heads up, though. I'm a little nasally, if you can't already tell, or a little stuffy. I came back from my trip from Haiti and the Dominican Republic just about a week ago, and I found out once I came back from, or like I was on the plane ride, and I noticed that my nose just kept running and running and running. And I was like, what is happening? And my one friend's like, it's because of all the dust that I was so clogged up that um, then once I get on the plane, it was just like a river flowing. (laughs) So um, I'm hoping that it won't be too bad. It's been a lot better than what it used to be. I used to sound like a like a frog. My throat was so bad. Um, So maybe you like the sound of like a croaking frog, but I think most people like a soothing voice so hopefully this podcast you can like sit through and get all the good information actually no I know it's going to be a lot of good information but um just bear with me with my voice I'm hoping my next podcast my voice will be a little bit better but we'll see um the reason why I wanted to do this podcast though was because recently I've had a lot of people come up to me asking me about like my eating disorder story, um, what it was like for me, how did I know I had an eating disorder, um, things like that, or like what my thoughts were. And if you ever have any questions like that, I am an open book to my entire story, to be completely honest. Um, If you are questioning if you have an eating disorder, I cannot diagnose, obviously, but I can... um, I can be someone who can listen um, if you need to reach out or like ask questions or be like, is this person that I'm following, um, is this true information? Because I think there's still a lot of information out there that people are putting out there that is harmful for most women and men. Um, But anyways, so or I've just had people come up to me and be like sort of this sense of relief that they could like open up to and talk to about, which I am extremely grateful for. And I appreciate anyone who opens up to me because it is not easy. I know on my podcast, I kind of make it seem like it's super easy to like open up about an eating disorder, but it's not. Um, For me, I just know that like I wanted to share because I know there's a lot of people out there struggling and that's the purpose of why I started my podcast, but that doesn't mean everyone has to and that everyone needs to share out to the world that they have an eating disorder. So I kind of just wanted to make this podcast because I know there's also a lot of talk about like if you eat healthy food, then that means you're disordered or if like you're eating all junk food, then that's also disordered. Or if you're super skinny, that means you have an eating disorder. Or if like you're overweight, you have an eating disorder. Or people pointing out that other people have disordered eating. And it's like, that's not for you to judge. Um, That's not for anyone to judge. 
And I just was hoping that this podcast would bring to light if you were questioning if you had an eating disorder or disordered eating of some sort, because it is really hard to go through this like day and age and not have some sort of or form of disordered eating because it's just that prevalent it's just getting harder and harder to recognize. And I know for me, a big part of my story was dealing with orthorexia. And if you don't know what orthorexia is, it's basically where you have this obsession for like eating healthy. This tends to mean that you like have a ton of rules around food. Um, You get extremely stressed out when you're not able to control what you eat. Um, this it's it's hard to like define orthorexia just because there is that like fine line between like you can eat healthy, but like also you could still also be eating healthy, but your thoughts around it is not healthy. And that's where orthorexia really shines in like a bad sense. Um, And it's hard again to identify it because you really have to be honest with yourself. Um, Like I'm not saying it's easier to identify binge eating or anorexia, but in some cases it is because like there is like either a behavior component to it that is easy to recognize and there's also like a physical appearance in most cases where it is easier to recognize to where orthorexia you could walk around and look like a completely normal person and seem fully functioning it's kind of like when people talk about like you have like functional like anxiety or functional depression where it's like you put a smile on your face even though like on the inside you know you're not feeling right um And I don't think there's enough people out there talking about the difference between just having the behavior of like eating healthy and then also like having the thoughts of not being healthy. And so hopefully if you're that person where you're like, well, I just I'm still eating or I like just eat super healthy. um, But, you know, deep down that like, well, I get a little bit nervous when like someone else is making the food or if I'm like allowed to eat more carbs or maybe like more than 50% of your day you're thinking about food that probably might start be highlighting that there's like some disordered eating around it now I might be completely wrong you might be totally fine but really think to yourself and be honest with yourself like is this healthy because I think we we identify health with a look which is totally like it makes a lot of sense because if someone is healthy that we tend to be attracted to them not in like a sexual sense or anything but more just like we're attracted to them just like as a animal because they we know that they're thriving and so we have this idea in our head um so we want to know what they're doing well, they could be eating. So we have this idea in our head that like this is what health looks like. But through like social media, that's been a little bit more disordered or like like reformed, I guess is the correct word Um, to where like if we didn't have social media and we were kind of just in the caveman days and like doing our thing and like 
had refrigeration i don't know this is a weird version of like cavemen description but if we had that then like we wouldn't be seeing like the photoshopped bodies or the bodies like that are um like the different lighting or uh, the the different positions people are putting in because like I almost I want to do a post about like how not like everyone has a double chin it's normal or like not every angle is everybody's angle now part of me doesn't want to do that post because like yeah it's kind of like I don't want to do it I know there's a ton of people out there that have done it so if you need to like go on pages and see that um that's completely normal too but just realizing that like our ideal of health isn't always ideal and also the ideal of health even if it was the ideal I'm saying ideal a lot so sorry if you're getting confused but like everyone's health is different I know like healthy at every size I go back and forth on like if I like the movement or if I don't because it's a great movement I like the message across is great for example like um, some people might tend to be heavier set. Some people might tend to be smaller, um, but based off like their blood markers, their energy, their bowel movements, their like, um, their doctor visits and stuff like that, they're healthy. Now, if you tell me that you look that way and your blood markers aren't great, your energy isn't great, you're like, your relationships aren't great and stuff like that then I'd say, okay, that body size probably isn't healthy for you and it can go either way. Um, It's also going back to saying that like just because you're bigger doesn't mean you're not healthier, but just because you're smaller also doesn't mean you're healthier either. Um, I think it's really quick to judge to think that like just because you're in a smaller body that means you're healthier and that's not always the case and there's this weird thought that like we need to It's gotten better, but I still think there's this message out there that if you're smaller, you're better or like you either need to be like really, really small or you need to be able to have the perfect curves in the perfect places. And that's not true either. Um, I was actually having a conversation with a friend where I was I had saw like a TikTok um, that someone had sent to me about how like, why is it okay that we can have like a curvy butt or like curvy hips or people want to or I say people but like people say to like have boobs and that's an okay curve and to have a butt is an okay curve and to have hips is an okay curve and like um if you have defined shoulders those are an okay curve but having this like little lower belly pooch is not an okay curve like who decided that and then there was this one girl she was a lesbian and she had said why is everyone like getting upset about this lower belly pooch I think it's actually really cute and I was telling my friend this and she was like yeah I think the same way like I think that's really sexy when like a girl has a lower belly pooch um and it just goes to show that like just because the what most people are saying is like the ideal isn't always the ideal um and it's completely normal to have curves in different areas that like people don't always highlight um and to like celebrate your body and the way that it looks and that it doesn't have anything to do with like if you're eating less or eating more 
Um, so that was a big ramble on that part, but I just, I really want to emphasize the fact that it's less about the food that you're eating and more about the thoughts that you're having. So if you find yourself, um, a good example is let's say your friends are like, Hey, I want to go out to a restaurant and go get some like go get some ice cream or um or just go out to a restaurant and eat in general and you're thinking in your back of your head like oh my gosh okay I need to look up like what's at the restaurant what's the food um or like your friends are saying like hey we're gonna go and get ice cream or should we get ice cream and you're thinking in the back of your head like oh my gosh should I get ice cream should I not or you're thinking like oh the next day what kind of exercise should I do to burn off this food then that's disordered. That is a big red flag that those thoughts are disordered. I'm not saying you are bad for thinking those things. I'm just letting you recognize that that is not functionally normal. (laughs) Um, And I'm coming from this from a place of love because I have been there and I've found myself have these thoughts and feel this fear. A lot of the times if you find yourself like your stomach's tightening or you feel yourself crouching down because of a certain situation surrounding food, surrounding exercise, that's like highlighting to you like, okay, there's some form of like disorder around here. And that's not to say that like you need to fear those thoughts. It's just to recognize and I've found myself when I'm in these situations, I kind of just like you breathe. The first thing, like breathe, make sure you're breathing, but then also to like tell yourself, hey, this is not okay. You could even say this to yourself if you wanted to. Um, I was in a stage of my life of where like I had to breathe and like think to myself like, hey, this is not normal. Everything is okay. And then from there decide, okay, do I want ice cream? Or do I want this food? And then do it. The big key here is like actually doing the thing that scares you the most. Um, And it gets less and less scary as you do it. It's hard to... It's hard to say when it gets easier because you'll have your good days and you'll have your bad days. Um, But I know for me, it was like that first time And sometimes it wasn't even the first time. It might have been the second and third time that was the scariest. But as long as you keep doing it, usually about the third time that like, let's say that you go out and get ice cream with friends or you go out to eat or you let someone else make the food um, or you don't exercise for like a month because you had an injury or because um, you just didn't have access to a workout or something like that. The first time that you have to do that, it's terrifying but up to the third time, it usually gets easier. And I also just want to highlight that like, it doesn't even have to be the the food, like being around food, but if you're constantly thinking about the food, so this could be like, okay, you're looking at the clock and thinking like, okay, when do I get to eat next? Or you find yourself on Pinterest making Pinterest boards but then also like watching the like what do I eat in a day and then watching the like food ASMR challenges and all that stuff Um, not to say that it's not okay to do those things it's just a lot of the times if you don't allow yourself to eat the food that you need to eat then you will like kind of fantasize a lot of the times like there was this study that they did 
where they had a bunch of guys um, eat minimal calories and then they found themselves daydreaming about food. So from this perspective, if you are like making all these Pinterest boards, going on YouTube, looking at all these videos of food and stuff like that, not out of the sense of like, oh my gosh, this looks good. And like, I'm going to make it later sort of thing. And more of like, oh my gosh, this looks good. I wish I could eat this. Then that's more of like you just like daydreaming about food. And then along with daydreaming with food, if you think you can't eat a certain food because you didn't work out or because like you need to burn off food, that is also considered disordered. So just recognize that like, It's less about the food and more about your thoughts. But then also I'm not saying that it's not okay to eat healthy because back to the whole like this eating healthy kind of being shamed upon or like going to the gym being like there's shame in going and doing that, which I boggles my mind. Um, I think a lot of the times it's because we like have to go to one end to the other as far as like understanding what's okay in society. Um, But I'm trying to like, I'm one of those people trying to rail it back in like, hey, wait, we went way too far. Like health is important. Um, Going back to the whole like health at any size movement where it's like, okay, where you're at right now, I don't I don't care what your body looks like or like you shouldn't care what your body looks like. You should be caring about the health markers and that's just being displayed within your body because you can take two different people and they can be super duper skinny and then they could be overweight, but one has diabetes and the other one doesn't. And the person who's super skinny could have diabetes just because they're like constantly eating carbohydrates all day without like pairing it with a protein. Um, It's important that you keep your blood sugar stable because that's what your body needs. I think um, finding that fine line between understanding what your body needs, but then not feeling guilty or shame around food that you are eating. I think a good way to understand this is like because not everyone can get like blood blood glucose monitors and like figure out all the math and all that stuff which honestly I feel like could do more harm than good for some people especially if you're in this like understanding if you take health way too far um, which I feel like could be a whole nother rabbit hole of like that's not even health at that point but I know for myself, I lied to myself for a long time where I'm just like, I'm really healthy when it's like, no, you're using the word health as to disguise yourself from actually realizing what you're doing is not okay because you don't want to change. Um, But back to my point is like not to use those health, if you can't use those like little measuring glucose monitors, what you could also do is realize like, okay, I eat my lunch. How do I feel? how do I perform? This could be how do I perform at school? How do I perform in my workouts? How do I perform like being present in my relationships? I know for me when I was in my like orthorexic stage, it was really hard for me to stay present in like any situation that I was in either because like I 
was so worried about the food that was coming to me or ordering what food I was going to eat. Um, This could also be because I didn't have enough food, so I couldn't stay focused. It makes a lot of sense that if you're not eating enough or you're not eating enough fat um, or you're not eating enough protein, that your body can't pay attention to a conversation because it's out there looking for food. Like that's completely normal and that's what your body wants you to be doing at that time because it doesn't understand that you are wanting to pay attention to this conversation. All it knows is like, hey, we need to go and get some food. Um, so realizing that like, okay, when I eat this way, either when I eat this much or when I eat like this many carbohydrates or when I eat like this much protein, how does this meal make me feel? And if you find yourself like, oh, my energy crashes, then maybe like up your protein or up your fat. Um, if you find that like you don't have enough energy for your workouts, then maybe you need to like up your carbohydrates. Um, especially speaking to all my females, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, you probably need to either up your fats or up your carbohydrates depending on what you're dealing with. Um, But those are just some cases to think about. But it's okay to have some rules. Um, I know for myself, not I love vegetables. I also really like protein, but not everyone is like that. Um, So having some rules on like, okay, I know that I at least want to eat like four ounces of this could be meat um, or thinking like, okay, I at least want to get like 0.7 to one gram of protein per pound of body fat and or per pound of body weight, excuse me. Um, And if you need to measure that maybe for a week, you don't have to like measure out all of your like all your food because I feel like that can get some people down some rabbit holes. But if you just like need to be like, okay, what does this amount of protein look like or what does my body need um, for this amount? Measuring that out is totally fine. Um, Again, back to like what is your thoughts behind what you are doing is actually going to help you understand if what you are doing is disordered or not. Um, So if you're trying to figure out, okay, what does my body need? Then it's totally acceptable to go measure your protein. And then you can be like, okay, now that I know what that looks like for about a week or two, then you can like go off and like just eyeball it from there. You don't constantly always have to measure everything for the rest of your life. Um, I know for me, there was like a stint where I like had to like measure everything because that's what I felt comfortable with. But now if I measured everything, um, that's a lot of time taking up in my day and I don't want to do that anymore. Um, So I don't. Um, But there are still some things that I will measure because like I want to be making sure like, okay, that I get in enough. A lot of the times the reason why I measure certain things is because I want to make sure that I'm getting enough in. It's less about like if I don't get enough in. Or wait, I said that wrong. It's important for me to realize if I'm getting enough in, not that I'm getting too much in. If I hope that was worded correctly. Um, But I think you get what I'm saying. So my best example with this is to think about like 
when you have a parent there I think it was a study or maybe I heard a podcast where they had talked about like there's these four quadrants about a parent and the parent could either be like super duper strict and stern um, and like give no love or they could be strict but then also have love or they could be like super free-flowing have all this love um, stuff like that and they found that the ones that were like free flowing and just love that the kids overpowered them and they didn't have any structure and so the kids were like super crazy you know the ones that you see at like I don't know like a birthday party or in the store and they're like running around the entire grocery store this is being very generic right now but um just to give you the idea and then you have the parents who are like super stern strict and like don't express that much love um then that's like the kid who's like crouched down really scared feels like they can't make any decisions or do anything right but then they found with the parents that like had that were strict but like showed love that those kids thrived more because they had some sort of structure kids need structure but they also need to have some sort of free will so that they can discover who they want to be or what they like and don't like but I think everyone could say that they would like some guidance you know like when you have the teacher that's just like hey go and do this assignment and you're kind of just like well what what are the rules to the assignment if you or like what are the what are the steps for the assignment um you need just enough guidance to like so that you can make your own interpretation but like not too much to where you feel like you don't get anything but just enough that you know what you're doing. And that's kind of what you can think about when it comes to like food and exercise. I know for me, it's like I want to get a protein, fat and carb and fiber at every meal that I can. If I can't, it's totally fine. But if I can, um, that's what I'm going to strive for. Um, Also with exercise for me, I like to get in some sort of movement every day just because for like circulation and then also for me for like attention purposes. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week and do a really hard workout and feel like I'm sweating my butt off. For me, it looks like working out at the gym and doing weights two days a week and then doing yoga one day a week. And then I have the horses and sometimes I'll go hiking on the weekends. It's not crazy but like it works for me your structure might be completely different and it's whatever works for you and I think the most important thing to think about is how food and exercise you like need to stop using it as a form of self-hate and this took me forever to actually realize and I know a lot of people talk about where it's like oh like you're just exercising because you hate yourself and I feel like it's to this very generic phase but I was having a conversation with someone recently and you know when you're just in those conversations and someone just keeps digging and digging and digging into you and you're just like I just I don't know and then you blurt out something and you didn't even realize like you thought this way and I found myself saying that like I just I guess it's because I feel like I don't deserve the food that I eat because of the way I look and it just like it hit me like a ton of bricks I was like whoa I believe that and so I think um if you have a person in your life that is able to do that that's great to like continue to have those kinds of conversations so you can start realizing what you actually believe and then work on that either through like brain rewiring or through like talking with a therapist 
um, or whatever form you find works for you. I think like challenging my thoughts works for me the best, but whatever works for you, um, I would go and do that. I also find that like being really logical with myself. So like for instance, when I found myself saying like, I don't deserve the food that I eat um, because of the way I look, um, I had to be super logical with myself and be like, okay, you've literally done a Uh, personal training certification. You are in a chiropractic program right now. Um, You've listened to a ton of like health and fitness podcasts. You've gone to a dietitian. You've gotten a nutrition coaching certification. Is this actually logical? Is this actually what you've learned? To answer that question, it's not. Um, I know for me that like people can go on reverse diets and increase their metabolism and change the way that their body looks. And so that has nothing to do with the amount of food that they can or cannot eat. Um, And I just want to remind that for you as well. So usually most of the times the reason that you think that you need to do a certain amount of exercise or eat a certain amount is because you want to have this form of control or because you don't feel like you deserve it for some reason. Um, I don't know that reason. I'm probably going to need to go and journal on that reason. Um, And you could as well. And with that, I wanted to leave you guys with some journal prompts. The first one would be like, the first one would be, how are you using food and exercise as a form of self-hate if you are? Um, Another one is, how do you feel after your meals? Why do you exercise? And why do you eat the way that you do? So if you need to rewind and write those down, maybe I should start putting the journal prompts in the description. I think I'm actually going to start doing that just because I know when I'm listening to a podcast, it's either like I'm in the car or I'm walking around and it's kind of hard to like journal or like write all these stuff down Um, or you put it in the notes app and then it like you forget about it two weeks later. So I'll make sure to put those down in the description for you. But I just want to say you're okay. I want to let you know that you are loved and that you're okay and that I love you. And I love you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, I really do appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast and I hope you got something out of this podcast. If you did like this podcast, please let me know by sending me a message either through email or through Instagram and I'd love to hear from you. But with all that being said, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness, or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAndWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag Becca Babbles Podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.